0: Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Gazdaska Conlin team podcast. Jonathan Con with Jonathan Conlin and John Gazdaska. Mr. Conlin, how are you
1: today? I'm good. How you doing, Bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The quarterly report came out Q2. Yep, Q2. What comes with more business, which is what we've seen in statistics wise, is uh, is. Unfortunately, a lot of problems, and each deal seems to have a lot of hair on it, the term that we'll use a lot and throw around a lot. And we're certainly seeing that, but a busy market nonetheless. Why don't we just
0: dive right into the closed transactions and the contract signed transactions? So what we're seeing in the real estate market is, obviously, as you said, it's a really robust market. It's very, very, very busy. So to give the audience clarity, we had in uh, the second quarter, 3828, so 3,828 units closed, which was up well over 126% year over year and increase of 42% quarter over quarter. So we've seen, we saw a tremendous amount of sold listings. And then we saw in terms of contract signs, just under 5,000. So 4,906 contract signs year over year we're up 8000%. We're up yeah. 578%. Quarter over quarter we are up 27% in our contract signs. So we've seen a tremendous amount of volume of buying.
1: Yeah. And of course we're going to negate the year over year. I mean the 2020 Q2 of 2020 was like the the real dregs of covid. So you know, those, those percentages, these massive percentages that companies are throwing around in year over year figures really don't mean a whole lot. Um, But when you, but what's interesting is when you look, go back previous years and you go back to Q1 of 2021, which was busier, um, we're still seeing significant increases in terms of percentage of contracts signed as well as sold and closed. So it's a it's a it's a great thing to see and all the statistics sort of lead to the same to the same conclusion which we'll we'll get more into in specific when you compare to 2019 2018 2017 even though 2018 2019 started to be a declining market the figures both those figures are have increased not a not not 800% or 500% but in in some cases certainly double digit percentages
0: And I think what's very important to talk about because the volume of transactions has increased dramatically as well as the inventory. So we look at the inventory levels and we're not experiencing shortage of inventory yet, whereas throughout the country they have been in a major drought regarding inventory. If you look at areas outside of New York City, so uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, upstate New York, there is a lacking of inventory. Manhattan still has. We've seen not only a rise in demand for apartments, but we've seen more sellers putting their apartments on the market. So inventory currently stands at just under 8,000 units, so 7939. Inventory is up year over year. However, not for the same reasons. Whereas nothing was going on last year, like you said. In the second quarter, it was right during the height of the pandemic. So we had not only do we have a lot of units pull off the market, but there were still a lot of units remaining on the market and nothing being eaten up. This year, we have more units, more units being bought, but we do have many more units coming on the market. So inventory is just under 8,000. And then what's important to look at, even though it's a 31% year over year increase, uh, that's not as relevant as the quarter over quarter, which actually saw a, a slight decrease in inventory. So even with the increased inventory, we have more buyers who are buying the real estate and that's good.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely, it's, it's very good. And it, what's interesting about our market, and we've talked about this as well in the past, is that it's still pocketed. Like we still have specific apartments that are lagging on the market. And You know, if we're not reducing price, if we're not trying to go to the market, they will still stagnate. It's still a price sensitive market. We're still having those conversations with our sellers that, listen, we understand there's activity and they see all these figures of of, uh, transactions happening at different price points, at their price point. But it's still very much a a price driven market. People still want to see that they, they feel like they're not paying the same thing that somebody paid in 2000, the height of the market, 2016, 17, and those pre-COVID figures, even though we were in a declining market. So certainly what's helping that is interest rates are still very low. We have close to 3% in many cases for a 30-year fixed. For most borrowers, vaccinations are up. So now they've released the, the, max, the mask mandate. In most scenarios, businesses can just put in their own Uh, rules basically if they want people to still wear masks they can and then there's the pent-up demand that's still eating up all that inventory so we've had a lot more inventory hit between April May June than what we typically have in any given year so we but thankfully we've got that pent-up demand and that level of transactions happening that's eating up that inventory as it comes on the market and I think the new listings that are coming on the market with motivated sellers pricing right, those things are selling. Um, and we're experiencing it where we put, we just have something on the market now. We have, you know, multiple bids on it and we're handling, handling a, a bidding situation on that uh, as we speak. You bring up a
0: very good point. And this is something that the audience really has to see, especially if one is contemplating selling their apartment. This is not a buy, this is not a seller's market. This is a buyer's market, okay? And it's slowly, real estate doesn't change like overnight, like a, like a stock price will go up uh, $2 a share in one day. It doesn't happen that way. And so we have a, we have a rather uh, balanced market, if I would call it that, where we have a very large pool of buyers and we have a very large pool of listings. Buyers still have a lot of choices and they're going to go after the best value, even though the the percentage of discounts compared to last year is much smaller. The discount factor is decreasing, I would say, but it is by no means a seller's market. So sellers who are priced very high relative to the market, they're either going to have to wait for the market to catch up or they're going to have to reduce their price in order to be rewarded to get the home sold. That's it. As a broker, our jobs are very, very challenging right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would go, ju- and I've ju- I'm just processing this right now, when you said it's still a buyer's market. It is. What's interesting to me, and I would, I would actually coin this market more of a broker's market. And What that basically means is that you have to be an experienced broker in this market in order to try to make deals happen. So what that means is like we have, for instance, we have these bidding situations that have happened over the last three months, but they are challenging to navigate to keep everybody still engaged because in the buyer's mind, they're still feeling like we should have some power here. And then when the seller gets multiple offers, they feel like, oh, well, I'm in the driver's seat.
0: That's correct.
1: When in reality, it's, a, it's, it's not that clear cut. And that's a very delicate balance for brokers, for agents to navigate. Yeah. I think if we get to the, the sort of overview of what we're feeling these statistics tell us, what it's telling me is that our market is starting to normalize a little bit, both in inventory levels in transaction levels. We, we talked about this when we talked about Q1 or the last monthly statistics is we feel like the market's going to continue to churn and be very busy throughout this year. I think we're going to see the busyness more at lower price points. Um, but I think transaction volume is going to be up significantly through the end of the year, while interest rates are still low, we have those young professionals coming back to the city. First-time buyers are certainly out there, which is why we have a bidding situation on our on our entry-level apartment uh, right now. And I think that's going to be the driving uh, statistics through the end of this year.
0: I would say Manhattan's coming back, and it's coming back like a lion versus a lamb. And I'm excited about where the market's going to be going. So with that. Thank you all for watching. We, we, we cannot thank you enough for tuning in. It's such a joy to uh, speak to you. If you have any questions about buying or selling
1: or you need anything, we're here for you. Gazdaska Conlin team, give us a call. There's a lot to navigate these days. More important time now than ever to have somebody that's knowledgeable, experienced in your corner. So with that, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And remain in gratitude. Remain in gratitude. And we will see you next week. All the information will be in the show notes, and we will see you soon. Thanks for watching or listening to the Gastaska Conlin Team podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website gastaskaconlineteam.com, or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.